What's up, everybody? This is Jason Diakite. Today's episode is a recording we did on May 22nd, just two months into the pandemic. We were trying to imagine our lives in the future and the future of our creative professions. This was recorded just three days before the brutal murder of George Floyd. So here it is, this moment from May 22nd, with myself and Marcus Samuelson coming at you from Stockholm and Harlem. Check it out. All right, everybody. Welcome back to this moment with me, Jason Diakite, situated on the island of Sadamon in Stockholm, connecting by the transatlantic bridge all the way to my brother, Marcus Samuelson, on 120th Street in Harlem. Boom! Booyaka, gunshot, straight from Harlem, man. What's going on? We, <laughs> we both on islands, man. I know, man. I know. How, how are things uh, on your island? You know, just trying to cope with the new normal. And, you know, it's definitely spring, summer now. It's, it's warm. It's warm over here. It goes so quick, you know, from being cold early May to like, boom, now it's summertime, you know? So uh, a lot of... A lot of uh, That's beautiful. bicycling with, uh, with Zion and catching up. Does that mean, because like Harlem street life is legendary. I mean, people are out. It, it's very strange, you know, because it's perfect days. It's beautiful. So Harlem wants to do stuff, right? But you know how it is here. The barbershop mm-hmm. have moved outside, right? They're, they're, they're still cutting hairs, but they're cutting it in the park. Uh, the DJs have moved outside, social distancing, though. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's not as many people. There's basically no tourists. So Harlem is really just Harlemites right now, trying to make a good, you know, at seven o'clock, people come outside, applaud the first responders. After that, people start dance parties. You know, they you know, block down the street and start dance parties, social distancing, though. Oh, right. Yeah. So so the shape of it's spring, summer. And, and mind you, late May is when we have the best weather because now it's like 85, which would not be too like, warm, not too cold. Exactly. Yeah. So there is actually a real good sort of local vibe uh, yeah. that you would appreciate. But, uh, you know, mm. but it's different. Oh, man. You know. Yeah. I miss it. Now Now you got me wishing I was there because there's no dance parties here. There's no, you know, uh, nobody's out. Nobody's out mm. applauding first responders. We already yeah. talked about that. You know, it's, it's weird that that's not happening. But uh, here life is just kind of, you know, uh, uh, going on as normal. But yeah, spring, spring arrived here too, mm-hmm. which means people are, people are out, you know, in, in Sweden, we have, of oh. course, the, the holy Utesaveringa, yeah. uh, the, the, the sidewalk, uh, you know, the, the, all the restaurants and bars put their tables and chairs out uh, when the weather turns, starts turning warm and enough. Are they packed? They're pretty packed. What they're doing now is they yeah. put, like, you know, there's, a, there's an X on every other table, so people can only sit mm-hmm. every other table. Mm-hmm. But so as far as that, they're packed, you know. But I know from talking to some of the locals here running places, you know, if you're a restaurant and you can only fill up halfway, yeah. that's usually not, that's not enough to, to keep the, the wheels turning. So I just heard about another restaurant last yeah. week that um, yeah. 
that had to close, that had to shut down. We went to, there's a Persian mm. restaurant down the block from here, and their food is like excellent, like just really, really good. And we went there yesterday, and it was totally empty, no people. They had cut down the menu to just please, a couple of items, please, and it just wasn't tell me that. good, you know? And I was like, damn, because they're not, they, they, they haven't been able, I, I'm, I was just like, yo, when we were eating there and we were even giving some of the food to our daughter, I'm like, this food might not be, you know, this food is probably not fresh because they haven't Maintain. had any turnaround and they're just trying yeah. to, they're trying to survive, you know, they're trying to maintain. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Jason, do you, I mean, as, a, as an artist, you do big band performance, but you also done just by yourself, right? Almost unplugged. Mm-hmm. So as an artist, you constantly have to kind of go from the big scene to a smaller stage. Mm-hmm. Uh, creatively, you have to navigate, right? Like, would you go back with them, 15 people? you probably like 25 people all between the roadies and everything. Yeah, we're about 20 with all the technicians and the drivers and everything, yeah. You know... I don't know if we'll be able to because I'm not sure that uh, I think just like overall budgets for productions and for, you know, what they're going to pay artists and everything is going to go down. I'm not I'm not sure how it's going to how it's going to look, but it's like I'm almost imagining that we're going to go into a new era where people are going to have to it's going to be like a little more skeleton crew, bare bones type situation for a while. You could tell like in all creativity, and the reason why I ask is also because this is a huge test for all of us, every profession, every business, but specifically for creatives, right? Even redesigning the restaurants, right? Since you can only have X amount of people in the restaurant, can we in New York start using the boulevards the way they do in Barcelona or, or Paris, right? Can we, you know, there's strict rooftop uh, roof uh, loss in New York, but maybe, you know, I'm looking at every inch. I might think about that. The rooster. Uh, uh, imagine you sit in the middle of Lennox Boulevard on the boulevard eating instead, right? Imagine you might have an experience on the roof, but only 15 people. Uh, so just like how you have to kind of like reimagine, will you do? Timbuktu concert virtually 
from your, you know, from from the garage or whatever it might be. Like we all have to constantly, and will that eventually then change the experience? So our messaging is different, right? I guess because my menu will be different if I have to, you know, if I'm further away from the table with the kitchen, I have to write a different menu. That's just a logical thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. you have to have something that works for that. I'm pretty much expecting that like to do larger Mm. shows that's 500 plus people won't happen until probably next summer. One thing that I found fascinating is that Restaurant Noma, probably the most famous restaurant, the top five famous restaurant in the world in Copenhagen. They took a page, or maybe not a page, out of Niklas, but they really reshaped who they were. I imagine to be one of the most expensive, you know, experiences in terms of dining in the world. And they turned around to become a burger place, burger and wine, right? Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. And I think, you know, I watched them on Instagram. I watched Rene on Instagram, and I really applaud him for, for like, the inside of the restaurant might not even be used that much. It's really like it's created almost like a mini park where you can come up and uh-huh. just get some wine, get a good burger, a vegetarian burger, regular burger, all of that stuff. And I think that you're going to see so many examples of creativity have to reimagine itself. Like if you would have told me four months ago that Noma would become a burger place, I would say, Jason, <laughs> you know, like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah, right. And so I, so I take that example as, a, a, you know, Copenhagen, you know, right around the corner from Stockholm. You know, Rene has been doing this for a long time and he's really been on the forefront of sort of the new Nordic cuisine. And I do think him, he's also been very transparent, shown everything on Instagram so you can follow him and been transparent in the struggles of, of, of reshaping this. Right. And Noma becoming a burger place, those are examples. Uh, you know, I'm in the middle of reimagining Red Rooster. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm mm. thinking about how I'm going to open for takeout and, uh, and, and what would that launch be like? Will Rakim do a virtual show? Will we be on the roof cooking it, me and Kingsley? Um, so it's just all about reimagining and it's a scary place. But I do think that once you push it out, it's amazing. As athletes, you think about when you're in the zone or I think about the greatest days with Rooster, the greatest days about being in the chef, the best dish. Uh, explain for me, dream a little bit. Uh, take us there. What was your best performance? When do you feel like you and the band, hmm. it's just you know, because it's important to think about the high days too, whether you're a mechanic, Absolutely. a teacher, a soccer player or a musician or mm-hmm. a chef. So mm-hmm. so we're not just talking about the low days. No, it's, I mean, you have those magical moments on stage where where you're kind of just, you know, you're one, you're one with everything, like the audience, the band, uh, you're just connecting on a, on a almost like, extra conscious level mm. where it's like time, time, time stops, you know? And, and it's just like the band is, is playing in sync and the audience is, is feeding the band and the mm. band feeding the audience. And, you know, those magical moments are the, are the ones that I try to, you know, achieve more or less every, every night. You know, uh, I remember, you know, several 
you, I have several moments like that, both being in the crowd looking at a band. You know, when I went to see D'Angelo at Circus in Stockholm. Nice one. 2000. I think it was July 8th, uh, 2000. And he was playing with, you know, Questlove, yeah, Pino Palladino. Yeah. Yeah. Bilal was singing. I think it was like Bilal Anthony Hamilton uh, singing backup and like Jill Scott or something singing backup vocals. So even like, even the backup vocalists were like superstars, you know, they were just doing the backup. Like any one of them could have just held the concert on their own. Mm-hmm. And I remember that uh, in like the second song, D'Angelo just, he just took the, his mic stand and just like broke it over his knee. Like not because he was angry or yeah. anything, because he was just like, fuck it. Let's just let it all, you know, and that just, like, the audience just went wild. Mm. And then we were all in that same zone where you're mm-hmm. not thinking of, you're not even thinking of when one song started, the other one ended, what time is it, how long have I been here? Yeah. All that stuff is gone. You're just, you're in the music and the band is in the crowd. It's just like that wow. that magic that can only happen at a concert. Yes. And then, of course, for me, there's, there's several moments like that being on stage uh, I remember uh, I played in Roskilde 2007 and uh, or was it 2009? Uh, I think it might have been 2009. Anyway, Roskilde is the biggest festival in uh, in the Nordic countries, has about 100,000 people. Yes, yes. Uh, they were supposed to celebrate their 50th year this year. So being invited to play at Roskilde is a really big deal. You know, I've been there a couple of times. Anyway, we showed up on the Sunday, which is the very last day. Wow. And then people have already been there for a week. So, Mm -hmm. you know, people are like tired, they're muddy, Mm -hmm. their money's all spent. You know, they've seen a thousand bands already. And besides that year, so Roskilde is the end of June, I think. It had rained for a week straight. Yes, yes. And we get there. The mud is a foot deep everywhere. And people just look like... They look like they're extras in Braveheart or something. And we jump off the bus and the clouds start breaking up. So the sun starts breaking through. And then, you know, we go on maybe like seven o'clock at night. We're like, okay, how's this going to, you know, how's this going to turn out? We get this tent that holds like 10,000 people. But I think we have like 15,000 or something. Wow. And it's just like, it's just like a, it's like we're in a pressure cooker, you know? Yes. The the audience was totally they were like all stops were gone. And you know, as an artist, you get up on stage and it's like for me it's always the first 30 seconds. Mm. Mm. That's when you gauge something happens in the first 30 seconds. It's like the same as if I, if I step into you know uh, a hotel room mm-hmm. within within thirty seconds, I feel the feng shui or the vibe of the room. Yeah, I judge a restaurant on the first thirty seconds too. I, I just know if I am I enjoying this space or yeah. do I not like the vibe of this space. And on a stage, that becomes like hyper, you know, sensitive. So the first thirty seconds are on a stage are so like crucial in a way. I just remember, like, from I remember going out on stage 
And then I remember uh, like bowing and thanking the yes. audience after the show was done. I actually don't remember. I've seen pictures and seen footage, but I have no memories from after I had been on for 30 sure. seconds until I said that it was just like, wow. it was wild, wow. you know? Wow. Uh, wow, that sounds amazing. I mean, it's yeah, important to dream and keep those pictures alive because that's yeah, the, end of the yeah. end of the day. All of us as people, we have moments when we're in the zone like that. Not the same as yours. Yours is obviously on a completely different level. It's so counter pandemic in a sense because when the concert is magical, of course, it's about the music, it's about mm -hmm. the band, but it's about the crowd. Most of all, it's about the act of coming together. Yes. And it's the, it's the being in proximity to each other. It's the being there together, which is so, you know, which is such a natural thing, except when there's a, a deadly virus mm. being spread, because then the whole coming together can't yes. really happen. So when I think about it now, I'm like even moving into the world and the way the world is going to be these coming two or three years, as long as, you know, this pandemic goes on. Uh, like, how do we find another way of coming together when we can't really come together, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, like, that gathering, you know, that gathering and that communion, uh, how does that happen when we have to stand six feet from each other or everybody's in their own home? How do we get that feeling, you know? That's the code that I want to crack. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. 
PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I was speaking to my friend, Rochelle, um, her grandmother. Uh, she known me since I got to New York. And her, her grandmother is just like an, you know, an incredible black auntie. And she just said to me, son, God is telling us something. You know, this moment is, it's God is telling us something. It's just too much. We move too fast. We didn't take care right. of each other. Right. You know, she's, she's highly yeah. spiritual, right? So she just looks at it from, mm-hmm. it's almost like a warning from above. And the way she said it, you know, like you, you sit back in a, in a Baptist church and she's like, son, God is telling us something. We were moving too fast. Exactly. And I can't, I can't not say she not. She doesn't have a point, right? It's it's no, no, she definitely has a point. And and I was like, yes, yeah. I was speaking to my auntie who you met, yeah. you know, Jamie. She was saying the same thing. You know, we haven't been kind, you know, mm-hmm. and God is telling us this to remind us that we have to be kind to each other. You know, she was talking mm-hmm. as of kindness as being the biggest lesson that we needed to learn, to, to as the biggest takeaway from this, you know. We haven't been kind to the planet. We haven't been kind to each other. For me, uh, you know, I need. I walk up to the line, and now it's it's changing, right? We we just crossed fifty thousand meals, which was a big up. But now we're handing out other things. And that yesterday, two days ago, I was starting handing out masks, and on Monday I'm going to start hand out books as well, because people are donating. All it's, you know, the, the mask came from the fire department and books are just coming from people dropping off stuff. And um, it's going to be fascinating to start to hand out the books because you start, of course, people need to read during this time, too. And I don't know what's going to be the next thing that and, and this is coming purely by volunteers, people coming and dropping off stuff. So when you talk about an act of kindness right? Mm. Uh, mm. And I've said to a lot of my friends that are like, hey, how can we help out? I said, you don't have to write a check. That local coffee shop that loves that you like or that local bar, if you're in marketing, offer two hours a week of marketing expertise. If you're an accountant, offer, maybe you can work on their books because I know they're going to need it. As a small entrepreneur, everything is cost and you're scared right now. So I mean, yeah, if you're if you have the means, write a check. But it, but most people don't. But you have skills. So I really encourage. This is really going back to the village of, yeah, you know, bartering. Right? Yes, and take a bartering and and being in a community. And I think even more in a place like Harlem, those rules people have been doing that. And that's what I meant with like, all of a sudden I showed up to Rooster, there was just a bunch of books there. And I was like, what do I do now? Like we have to wipe them down. <laughs> yeah. But that level of giving, and I do think anyone has skills, share those skills. Um, I have a puppet master guy 
that, you know, always performs on science birthday. Uh, so I called him in to do something just for the kids because, you know, just because you're homeless doesn't mean that kids are not involved, right? So we, we're going to do like a puppet show out of Rooster soon just because. That's dope, man. So, so we don't That's have to beautiful. stop. You know, it's not all financial, you know. So it's, it's about I try to not every day stare at the horrible reality that it is. I want to I wanna dream. I want to dream because cooking in my imagination comes from dreaming. And if I stop dreaming big, part of my creativity, what makes me special, is gone. And I don't want to lose it. It's well put, Marcus. We can't stop dreaming. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And 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 I think it's especially important now when all of our plans, everything that we had been working for, and we're in the middle of our lives, abruptly cut, you know, canceled. The future's on hold, right? So it's like, okay, what are we? We don't know what the world of tomorrow is going to look like. We don't know. What, the, what August is going to be like, what November, is there a second wave? It's just uncertain, right? Is there even going to mm-hmm. be an election? And what, like, what's going to happen, right? So I think imagining and dreaming and imagining a horizon is really important now because it's just when you look at it, otherwise you're like, I, I'm looking, but I don't know what I'm, I don't know what we're moving into. And that mm. uncertainty, I think, is just, can easily just become uh, painful for people to, yeah. to have that uncertainty, you know. You're launching two new songs this spring, and tell me a little bit how, why and how did that come about, and what's the collaboration, what's the song's about? First track that came out uh, May 8th is with a young guy named Honest Ondemena, who's a uh, uh, basically a YouTuber and a, and a real heavy internet presence uh, in Sweden. Started out with like interviewing uh, famous Swedish rappers and building a huge following and then started, release his own, started to release his own music. Uh, and he's an MC at, at, at the core. And so mm-hmm. he asked me to jump on a track that he was doing. And I'm like, yeah, you know, why not? You know, we recorded it pre-pandemic, but when it, ca- it came time to release it, of course... Oh. We're in, in this paradigm that we are, you know, things like recording a video and uh, promoting a song and so forth are no longer possible in the way they were before. So, you know, we went for an animated video. We did home recordings yeah. um, and pushed wow. the song out. And it's really, uh, you know, it's reached out to a lot of people here. You know, for every time uh, uh, an artist from the a younger generational artist reaches out to me, I'm always very, like, humbled by that. You know, like, all right, great. You want to have a an old dog like myself uh, involved? I'm just happy to be there, man. I, it's all about connecting, like, intergenerationally, right? Because traditionally it's like, mm-hmm. no, oh, no, you, you young cats don't know what you're doing. But for me, it's more like, yo... The way the young rappers in Sweden and in the States, just young rappers in general, are the way they promote stuff, the, their work ethic is totally different yes. than it was when I nice. was coming up, you know? And we also mm, talked mm, about that. Mm. Like in a country like Sweden today, you know, when I grew up in Sweden, when I was coming up as a rapper, you didn't really have gangster rap in Sweden in the same way. Today, mm. today you have mm. it, you know? And when I was coming up, sure, there were... You know, there were 
definitely cats that you needed to watch out for that would be in the same mm-hmm. club where I'd be performing. And you, you know, you knew who yeah, everyone yeah. was, but it was still, it was very chill. Today, it's like people are carrying guns. It, it's, you know, uh, it's notched up even here in Sweden. So we were actually talking mm-hmm. about that. Just coming up as a rapper today is, is uh, both more challenging in one way than it was when I came up. But also, mm-hmm. they have all these tools at their disposal. They have the phones, their laptops. Of uh, they have their own media channels, which is basically what an Instagram or Twitter or Facebook or you know TikTok yeah. or you know all these different media channels. Basically, they're sitting on their own little CNNs, you know, and can just like broadcast, yeah. boom. And then it comes down to yeah. just how creative are you with that? And a lot of cats are really, you know. A lot of brothers and sisters are using that to their advantage. No, and thank God that it's changed, right? Like, I mean, it's the same with the restaurants. You know, when I was coming up, you needed a lot of money to start a restaurant. If you were a young cat, there was no way you could start a restaurant. And guess what? Today, through Instagram, you can do events. You can start a food truck. And some of the most creative food comes from people younger than 25. True. Because, you know, they, they use social media in a smart way. And I think every era has to have... Um, its moment and its pros and cons. Like, for example, two things. I always make sure I have an older mentor and a young mentor. Right, right? exactly. And the young mentor kicks my ass. And like, and I like that a lot because then I know what's up, for example, mm-hmm. right? And then the other thing, it's also about being curious and balancing the experience of seeing something, but also experience something, mm-hmm. right? So when I was 18 years old, I read an article about blowfish and fugu, which is the fish that you die of. But I, you know, I saved my money and went to Japan to experience that. Now, today, maybe if I would have been 18 years old, maybe I just would have watched it on YouTube. Exactly. But I wouldn't have had those experiences. Not the hands So I do think yeah. like as, as a kid today, when you have everything, you got to get out of your own bedroom to really experience the world. You can learn about the world, but you really got the next step is to do it. Yeah. You've been very creative, though, because you got a brand new song coming out as well. So what's that about? It's actually a track that I wrote. It's the first song I wrote after my daughter was born. I wrote it about a year and a half ago, and I wrote it to a beat that I'd had on my desktop, on my laptop, for five years. Oh, wow. Uh, There's this super talented producer from from Trollhättan, you know, small post-industrial, you know, like yeah. Sweden's the Sweden's equivalent of like maybe Cleveland or Cincinnati yeah. or something. Yeah. Like total Swedish rust belt. Yeah. Uh, so this cat, Tommy Black. Uh, Tommy Black, of this, course. He makes, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tommy name. Black, he makes hip hop. He makes hip hop that sounds like no one else in this country. So he had sent me something in 2013. And I remember hearing it then. And I was like, wow, this is so... Mm. It's like both retro and future at the same time. I had it on my computer for five years and my daughter having been born and I wanted to write something, I found this old beat on my laptop and wrote this song. And then um, I called up my friend Snow Allegra, who's this amazingly talented uh, singer from Sweden of Persian descent uh, oh, who lives yeah. in LA. And, uh, and she laid down some vocals for the chorus. And it's just... You know, it's not like a hit song or something that, you know, is going to be uh, killing the radio airwaves. But it's, it's a song that's really important to me yeah. and that, um, that I just want to share with my, you know, 
Yeah, that's uh, amazing. With my fans and uh, basically, I, basically, I wanted to come out. Also, it's for my daughter when she looks back and like, oh, okay, so that's what my dad was doing around the time you know when I was born and so forth. Dope. But that's like such a personal thing. That's beautiful. What do you? What do? You, what is this song called? Well, it's actually called Ace of Diamonds because that's what the beat was called. So AOD for short. You know, then you can read into that what you want. But it's all about basically connecting, you know, uh, you talk about bloodline and lineage. But, you know, in all this linear thinking, you know, it's actually circular, you know. So it's not the lines and uh, it's not just there are these lines, but we can connect them to circles. And and for me, you know, getting to know my daughter has been uh, an experience of of understanding this, that circularity. Beautiful, beautiful, yeah. You know, I think like a lot of indigenous cultures in Africa, South and Central America and Asia have a more circular way of thinking, you know, how the, the moon passes around the earth that passes around the sun, uh, much more than the Western way of thinking of like point A to B, everything is on a sure, line, sure, right? Sure. Uh, and to me, like getting to know my own child was really uh, understanding that it is much more circular than it is linear. Beautiful. That's, that's basically where I'm at writing it, you know. That's that's amazing. And and imagine that's something yeah. that you got from the town of Saab five years ago. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> exactly. but I mean, that's, that's sick, right? <laughs> like he sent it. He had you in mind. You, you kind of had it. You dug it. And then it your daughter get is born, you write the song, and it comes out in this time when we need to find a purpose, you know, and that's amazing. Yeah, one of the things, you know, that's why I have it on the first page in my book. You know, we, we, we've been talking so much in our podcast, Marcus, about, about Africa and, and the, the African perspective and, and of different African countries and cultures. Uh, and there's so many amazing words like Crosby that we that that I talked to yes. in Cape Town. He was talking about Iskanego, mm-hmm. you know, something that everybody will see. But there's this other South African word that I that I really love. I think it's a Kosa word too, but Ubuntu. You Ubuntu, know? of course. Ubuntu. Mm. Ubuntu is like for me, Ubuntu just sums up, you know, like like the the pa- being like becoming a parent, you know, I am through you, mm-hmm. you are through me, you know. So to me, uh, Ubuntu is a really deep word, and especially in this pandemic time, because we're really realizing that both that I can catch something from you that might kill yes. me, but at the same time, that's how close we are. Yeah, we're really close because you could either help me or you could kill me, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm really, I need for you to be okay. Because if you're okay, then you're not going to cough mm. in the elevator and I step in five minutes later and I catch something and then I bring that to, to my family and then somebody gets sick, mm-hmm. you know? So I need for you to be okay so that I'm okay. Yes. And that Ubuntu way of thinking is, uh, mm. it just no, speaks strong. to this it's, time. It's very, very it strong. speaks to this moment, you know? I agree with you, Jason. I think Ubuntu is one of the most powerful concepts. And here you're going to hear it straight from the source, all the way from Cape Town. Yeah, so Ubuntu is about, you know, seeing the humanity in someone else. So like, I am yeah. because you mm-hmm. are, you know? Yeah. So it's 
a kind of way of being and a kind of way of thinking about life outside of just like, okay, these conditions are working for me and so everything is fine. You have to go, if these conditions are, make, are working for me, they need to be working for Marcus as well, right? And I think mm, what I've seen during the lockdown has been a lot of people reaching for the inner Ubuntu, mm. you know, so there's like areas that are like in informal settlements where like local business people have been like, okay, we have to try and feed some of these kids because we know for a fact that their parents are not going to work at all, right? They didn't have work before because South Africa yeah. has a huge employment problems. And so a lot of the inequality issues that exist during lockdown existed before. And so Absolutely. there have been cases of people just reaching out, you know, like outside of themselves to try and like help other people where they can. This moment is produced by Mohammed El Abed. It's an Acast recording and can be heard on all platforms. So stay tuned. More depth coming your way soon. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.